0: I, I was setting up the uh, haircut appointment. Why
1: every time we're doing this, you're setting some kind of? Can you just? I feel not the not mo- be setting something. You're feel, always pissed off at me. I feel the for most talking about my
0: work in the podcast. We're not doing a podcast. But this is the podcast. No, we're doing it right now. This, this is, is it. it. This is it. We're do- this, is, this is the podcast. Started. Okay, hi everybody. Um, so. Uh, this is two thumbs undecided this is um you got a little sample of my life that is correct i i did set up a hair appointment uh, I'm Zach Ferguson by the way um something fun about my life is i uh, I have really long hair and I have a beard uh, because I just you don't have really long hair look at this I don't have ridiculously long hair all right all right audience have... let me describe
1: this to you I Actually, should, it I'll, is. I'll take a photo. That is longer. But let me for
0: because I usually. Typical. I always usually wear. I always wear a wow. hat because it's just so un. un- Wait, that's done. not good. What wearing a hat?
1: Yeah, that makes you bald. That's what people always told me.
0: That is what people told me too. So I hope I don't go bald. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens when I get a haircut. The one thing that I'm always afraid of. Okay. You know what? I'm gonna stop this conversation. No one wants to hear too much about my hair. Anyways, I'm getting a haircut. It's gonna be great. I'm gonna try not to wear a hat so I don't go bald. All right, because I've said this on this podcast before, but my hair is all Radio I show. got.
1: Yes, that's true, Zach. The one thing to know about Zach is oh, that's all hair, I hair is the only thing that defines Zach is
0: his hair. <laughs> my wife left me. Um, I don't have any kids. Uh, I have a thirty thousand dollar library fine. My mm-hmm. job every single day um, at this at this uh, at this factory that I now work in, due to the pandemic, they say to me, "Zach, we hate you, and I hope we fire you." And I go, "They say <laughs> yes." This it's, Your this it's this it's this packaging. Says, we
1: hope that we can fire you.
0: Yeah, and you know what? The funny thing is, is this uh, what I do is I package pink slips. So every single day I see examples of how people are getting fired. So I I package it and then I send it off. Um, and sometimes I actually have to go and deliver <laughs> the the pink slip to the person. Oh wow! But it's, it's do they know if they get the pink slip? Do they
1: know that that's what's going to happen that they're getting fired like is that is that that, i don't know what pink
0: slips are a pink slip yeah that's the uh that's that means you're getting fired yeah if you get it like oh honey i got a pink slip oh okay it looks like we're unemployed um (laughs) yeah my life by the way everybody is basically up in the air but in a pandemic and i don't get reimbursed for my (laughs) airline oh you mean the I have to the paper Yeah, the that's because that's Have you ever seen I that movie? I have to say
1: yes, I've seen it. That is the one take Well, the two takeaways. I don't really remember. That's just it feels like up in the air was such He's sick of its time. I know.
0: I was rewatching it cause recently. Cuz it was Well, I was watching it recently and I don't understand how that was nominated for best picture.
1: Yeah, what was that? That was probably like late 2000s, early 2010s. I believe like
0: 2009 that. was uh
1: Well, because I think it was made as a direct response to the recession because it was like about, you know, so many people. Well, not as direct, but yeah, it was about firing. It was about firing, you know, they like went around firing people and there's just, you know, 2008, like so many people were getting laid off because of the recession. So I think it it had to do with that kind of not. Obviously, people are still getting fired and we're not in a great economic situation, but. Um.
0: Not at the moment.
1: It it was. I mean, there's other things. Um, we're not doing great. It was nominated
0: for six Oscars. Up in the air. Can you believe that? And now I I think well, it's that's a, a, that 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 leads to a good. Well, go ahead. I think it's a fine movie. By the way, I never finished it. Does George Clooney get fired? George that, Clooney does not get fired. Oh, really? The one thing I. Because I it's, thought it's that
1: stup- I remember I, the ending wasn't good.
0: Because the the whole time I'm I'm I know that uh, Anna Kendrick is like his uh, yeah. mentee, and the whole time yeah. I'm like, oh, I get it. The company is sending her to like along with George Clooney. Oh, um, maybe
1: maybe she does. She does. That just seems actually. like the
0: obvious choice of like, oh, we're actually just, sending the agent of your doom with you.
1: I my biggest takeaway from that movie was it introduced me to miles <laughs> and the the benefits of having miles. Oh, do you do that? He...
0: Have you have you done it? <laughs> what do you mean? Uh, like, if you're introduced to something, you usually, you know, oh, take I advantage mean, of it.
1: it. It was more just I just never knew that you could get miles and like my I didn't know what miles were or like what they how they mattered. But there's a scene where George Clooney gets the a certain amount of miles that now he can fly for free anywhere and like people in the plane like clap for him (laughs) really (laughs) and it's like this really funny scene because it's just like wow i would give no cares if like some business person got unlimited miles or whatever it's just funny um but yes but that so you mentioned six oscars and you're confused why that brings us to uh a little bit of news we have started proper um our campaign for the myers award for the 2021 myers award oh yeah and uh we this year are in direct direct competition we're looking right
0: at you cause the
1: oscars um where we Expect we're not hoping we expect to have more listeners for the twenty twenty Myers than people watching the Oscars. The Os- the Oscars have been around for almost a hundred years now. I think they need to end. I think uh, I think there's a new wave coming, and I think it's us. Um, so um, if you see on our social media, which yeah. Zach is now in charge of, I have given Hi. I have given uh him. Full rain. The 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 full rain.
0: It's because says something
1: uh, weird. It's not me.
0: It's Zach. It's because uh, apparently I've not apparently I have failed to email anybody.
1: No, it wasn't because of that. It was because Uh I just hate social media. I really do not like social media. I like it. I I you know I like to be authentic to our audience. Um, I didn't have a great week. And mentally, so social media was making it worse. So I am like, I'm just going to get off social media for a while and see how long I can be off social media. And I think it would be probably be for a while because really, this show is the only reason I was still on. Really? I had a just reason to on Twitter
0: to, on. to just go, hey,
1: this is pretty cool. Yeah, I'd say for me, it's like 80% of the time, it makes it doesn't I feel nothing afterwards like I feel emptier um and then and then the other 20% of the time it's like oh that was actually kind of interesting like I I don't know someone said something funnier
0: you may not like my uh I have designed the two thumbs undecided twitter as basically my own and it's basically just now art and uh right now currently um they released a uh, Gen Five of uh, like some My Little Pony thing, so it's
1: <laughs> Oh my dill! Yeah, feed, I actually my saw feed saw that when looking a lot at film
0: news. <laughs> of... <laughs> my feed is right now just. Do not... you still watch My Little? You still into that? No, I mean I'm. I don't watch. I, I watched it when I was on, but I don't watch. I don't go back to it. So no. But I like. Okay. I like some of the art that people are doing, of it. And to tell you the truth, uh, this new one, I do not like because I do not like 3D. I don't like 3D look of things. Yeah, I mean,
1: everyone's kind of doing that. We have the new Studio Ghibli movie uh, that came out
0: on HBO Max. Um, I'm a 2D dude. That's why I love all the art that I see on on here because it's all 2D and um, digital uh, arts. It's just it's fun to see. But then, yeah. then it gets bogged down by people just complaining and the critics that I see. It's like, come on, baby. Stop <laughs> it. Stop it. You know, I do have some film news. Okay, um, do it. What's some film news? So it's something fun. Uh, George Romero's lost film, uh, apparently, not apparently, but they found some lost film that George Romero did. In like the nineteen mm-hmm. seventies, called the amusement park, and it's coming to Shudder, which is the horror uh, channel, basically. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of cool. I don't know why, like where, how they found it. Was it in a vault or something?
1: It was probably just in someone's uh, closet in their under their bed. It's crazy how some people, you know, with all the films used to be tangible you would just stash it in your closet or something now it's i mean films kind of anything gets lost very quickly because once you forget about it it could be easily deleted off of a site and then you have nothing um
0: nothing at all nothing at all nothing at all um so that was my film news Oh, by the way, if if you people out there are wondering like, why are are they slightly like whispering? Um, Because I do get that feel for this episode. It's because we're doing this kind of early and uh, I kind of, my next door neighbor is still asleep. So that's why I'm really, that's why I'm slightly. Yeah. See, I mean, it it was a Friday the day before, so people were definitely out jazzing it up.
1: Mm-hmm. How late were you up last night?
0: 12 o'clock, baby. I had a uh, good... I was up until
1: one thirty for some reason.
0: I had a good night's sleep. I mean, I did have a so, bottle of wine.
1: <laughs> here's my film news, but it's not really news. It's just... Um, Hit it. It's something that I have... I finished a book yesterday.
0: <gasps> Sam's a reader, everyone. Um,
1: I'm a big reader. I'm really into reading books about movies, and especially because of Christmas... They, um, they, as in my family, got me a bunch of books about movies. And one of them I finished last night. It was called Five Came Back. And it's about um, the, and I think I've mentioned this on the show before. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it's by this writer, Mark Harris, who did uh, Picture at a Revolution. And this is this also the book. We need to get Five that Came... guy
0: on the show. Mark that down.
1: Actually, that would be a good idea. I should ask him. Um uh, anyways, um ooh, that's not that's not a bad idea. We should reach out to him. Mm-hmm. I'm putting
0: it on our Google um, Drive. But uh go on.
1: But um 5 Came back is about films the the five directors that went to World War II um to shoot the 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 war, the World War II. Um and it was let me it's stevenson or St- stevens i forget his first name something stevens george uh, stevens william yes george stevens yes. william wyler uh john ford uh john houston and uh, capra frank capra um
0: george stevens by the and, way uh did uh um giant and shane
1: Yes, yeah. What I, what, yeah. What's interesting about George Stephen is I didn't know he was like the one director who I didn't know before reading the book, not by name. Um, right. Although I also didn't know William Wyler that well. I always get but confused. I, with I also Bill. got confused. Yeah, with Bill, Bill Wyler, Weil, Bill Wyler. Weil,
0: Weil, we, Why? Why?
1: Uh. <laughs> yeah, Bill Wyder. I think his name is um, B-
0: Bill. Bill thought. As in that hot. Actually, I forget what thought means, but it's something.
1: Well, it's it's a word that we're not going to say because Uh of the theme of today. Um, A little tease, Um, but uh, but anyways, George Stevens. I I came away from the book appreciating him the most because George Stevens was the director who really i mean captured uh much of what we think of like the war in in um europe like he was the one that filmed the the um i'm not the like what's the word the freed freeing of paris uh whenever they came like the the allied troops came into paris and like freed them from nazi and officially like so you're talking you know, about
0: like the end of uh what's it? world war ii life of the german beauty the life is beautiful i actually haven't seen that i believe that um, takes place in paris gay paris is what they i are. thought it was italian oh actually you're 100 right yeah gay, <laughs> gay italy why isn't anybody um, ever saying gay america they are they, they <laughs> are, are talking about Let's go to Gay America.
1: Well, I think Maybe Gay it, America, not as in Happy America, but LGBTQ America.
0: LGBTQ that doesn't roll off the tongue. Maybe that's why well, it's I'm like saying Gay yeah, Paris. That's, that's probably, but also like Gay but when they s- Italy. When they say Gay, gay Africa, situ- stand. <laughs>
1: also, I don't <laughs> know what you're stand. referring to, anyways. But um, that's just
0: insane. Like people say, ah, okay. oh, like ah, gay Paris. So Magnifique. back to my back to my book.
1: Um, he also, but the thing with uh, George Stevens is he filmed all of the, um, or not all of the, but a lot of the, um, um, um uh, what is the word? The the something of of concentration camp, the liberation. That's the word, liberation. You ain't read he some World
0: War Two uh, books.
1: The liberation of of um Dachau, um, and he actually recorded, I didn't realize this. He recorded the ta- or the movies. He made the movies that was sent to the Nuremberg trials, and basically was the deciding factor in the Nuremberg trials. Like <laughs> like his movies were the thing that was just like they showed the movies, and they were like, I'm, okay, well, I'm you sorry. Guys,
0: I'm just thinking, like they're at the Nuremberg trials, and they're just like, ah, these are such good films. Like, not only did these not like one of the Nazis, are just like, yeah, these are. I like, I, I realize now, I'm, I'm an asshole. These, <laughs> these films are just so beautiful. I love the composure. I, I just never saw myself <laughs> like this. Oi, bay. <laughs> what <are> you <laughs> Sorry, and then he's like, whoops. I'm sorry, man. Oi, revolt. I don't even what know my. He... So he's
1: speaking Yiddish.
0: Well, he's why he's, he's speaking. He's speaking English, <laughs> but in a German accent. In Germany, it's like, sir, you're in Germany. You don't need to and do also American. Also speaking Yiddish with like voice. He's, he's also doing a bad German impression. He's like, this movie's got a lot of chutzpah. Sir, are you even um, a Nazi? Like, who, who? What are you? He's Like, oh, I just stumbled in here. I've been kicked by a donkey so many times. Oi, no respect. <laughs> Oh my god! It's Roger Dangerfield's father. <laughs> he stumbled into the Nuremberg trials. <laughs> like, hey, this movie, it's better than my my wife's cooking. <laughs> she hasn't cooked in five days. Day, day, day. <laughs> That's my impersonation. Anyway. <sighs> that was not
1: in the uh, movie. Took that out. <laughs> but yeah, I recommend the movie or the book. Although I will say... In regards to the um, the book, it ends with like a big. It talks about how like in '46, the two movies that came out that were in, like direct competitions with each other was "It's a Wonderful Life," and um, uh, "Best Years of Our Lives," and it was kind of like a competition between Frank Capra and William Wyler about um, who, about like the future of movies. Because Frank Capra was arguing that like people are, are going to want to go back to, um, you know, fantasy of like talking about like uh like nostalgia for the old days, and it was much more, it was not as, uh, Zach looks confused.
0: Uh no it's it's nothing, nothing. Okay. Yeah.
1: Um, and then William Wyler's Best Years of Our Lives was very prescient and about soldiers returning home and, uh. The box office, uh, it's a wonderful life bombed and didn't do well at all, um, and best years of our lives um, did really well. Won for best picture, for best director, swept the Oscars, um, and it's just funny because I'm reading this, you know, as a person from the 21st century, and I'd say it's a wonderful life has had a much longer history uh, as as is much more well known. Uh, Than, best years of our lives. Um, See, that's why. And I if... started. Oh, I, was I just... started watching oh. best years of our lives last night. Oh, and oh, you started it. Is... it. Mm. I, well, I got halfway through. It is very good, but it is also very of its time for a lot of reasons. I mean, first off, because it's about soldiers returning from war, like that is the whole point of the movie. Um. And then also because um, it's, uh, um, it's. I mean, like I don't know. It's like the, there's
0: just like a lot of women I, that are just kind of, I like, like used as love interests. I don't know. It's, I like the movie because one, it it kind of. I mean, it's a. I mean, you can't get more authentic than. Uh, people who were actually in the war and it was just after the war and yeah. the director was i like you didn't you just say that the guy directed the best year of our lives when in the war everybody was in yes. the war like you could get you could either watch the best years of our lives or you can watch um Wonder Woman you know <laughs> it's it's like which Wait, one what? do you like I'm just saying you have people who actually were in the war being showing the effects of the war, literally like a year after the war, or you can watch Wonder Woman, which is just a oh. a beautification of World War Two, but yeah. with uh, a goddess woman uh, fighting the Allies. I mean, now World <laughs> war <II is> just, <laughs> just
1: <the laughs> Wonder Woman is for the Axis. What the?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, um... to her, you know, there if you were a god. This or something, would you even know the difference between good and like near moral? Good and evil, like, I mean, near depends mor- on what type of. I mean, obviously, Wonder Woman fought against the Nazis because I don't know, I don't know how obvious it is. I guess not.
1: It's um... up to debate.
0: <laughs> Uh, Did any of these um, World War II directors uh, hate each other? Like, in the yeah. Sense... So it's I mean, Oh really?
1: They didn't hate each other. Like, it's like none of them, none of them, especially none of them were like for like they weren't really friends during it. Um, Houston. What's funny is like John Houston was the youngest of them all, and he was like the least interested in the war. And he kind of, the movie was kind of like... Eh, World War uh, II. Th-
0: who cares about that? It, it, imagine him being like a hipster about World War <laughs> II. Just like, ah, oh, World War II, it's everywhere. Come on. Like, can we no, talk about... I think
1: about that was kind of like... Shoes or something?
0: Like, oh. Everyone else, yeah, shoes. Everyone else
1: from the war went on to either direct a movie about World War II or like always said they wanted to Wait, and to who is it. this?
0: Who is this? I'm looking it up. Who's what this? do you mean? Who? Who was the person who who cared nothing about World War Two?
1: John Huston. It he didn't n- care nothing about it. It's just he was the one that didn't make any movies about it afterwards. And also oh, the movie John Huston. The, the, this guy the is mov- yeah. Well, let me finish. The movies that he made during the the war were um like filled with reenactments. Like they weren't um they weren't. He wasn't really on the front lines. He was just kind of made a lot of propaganda stuff
0: i'm just Um, whenever i hear reenactment i just imagine like um walter cronkite or whoever was the news anchor back then and just like and now like today uh adolf hitler took over paris uh we have some footage here but it's a reenactment jimmy let's cut to that and it's just like (laughs) like a really bad stage uh like a like almost like a japanese like where it's where the voice is not matching, just like "Hello, Hitler, I'm the King of Paris." Hello, I'm Adolf Hitler. Give me your town. No, yes. And then it just cuts to them like running around a room to Benny Hill, like that's not the Benny Hill song, but you know what I mean. It's just like, and that's what we assumed it looked like. Thank you, John Houston. <laughs> Also, you
1: know, I mean, hate to be that guy, but uh Uh-oh. Cronkite was not I'll be doing that... well. I, he was actually, I didn't realize this, but he was like a reporter back then, but it was like for print. Well, you obviously. know, I
0: just assume he was there for all major vo- uh, events. Um, uh, the other guy, um, uh, Edward Murrow, I think was award- Edward no, Edward, Edward N- Murrow, he's a he's the guy who uh blasted mccarthy on his talk mm. show mm. um yeah
1: but anyways i read the book and um it got me interested you. it got me interested in um 40s movies because i always feel like 40s was like a drought of movies it's like there's just nothing creative
0: it was all like propaganda you know kind of stuff um so fun fact uh, just to tell you the movie that john houston made Uh, for his World War II thing. Yeah. It was The Treasure of the Sierra Mada.
1: Well, that wasn't... The book didn't talk much about that because that was made a few years later. Um, That was his
0: first... uh, Actually, hold on. I'm looking in his actor's reel. Never mind. His first movie was The Maltese Falcon. Yes. Yes, Maltese Falcon. What a great movie to start your career with.
1: He also had a really interesting movie about... um, PTSD that he that that was probably P- his best. PTS movie S- I, Anderson? Yes, PT Anderson. Um
0: Oh, PTSD. Okay, never mind.
1: He did, but it was this was World War II, so they weren't calling it uh PTSD yet. It was called I forget, but it was They were, they were very, probably
0: calling it the WIMPS disease. They weren't very uh 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 what is it? Nice about uh mental issues. No,
1: I mean they were like um just... They, they were trying to make this movie because it was they were trying to get businesses to realize or to like try to hire um people who are coming back from the war um but yeah I mean they didn't they didn't want to talk about like the long-term effects of PTSD They wanted to be like okay you just get over this at some point and if you if you didn't then that's your problem um but it was it was really interesting because it was like, they didn't even really have a name for this yet. Um, and he, like, went into a psych ward and, like, just interviewed a bunch of people. And it was, like, a documentary. Um, but, um, yeah. Hmm. Good book. Good right.
0: book. I'll read it. Though I still have to. Uh, I'm still I'm still reading my book. I, I really want to. Which is also a Mark Harris book, I just realized. It's Pictures at a Revolution. Wait, I gave you a book. Did you finish the book I gave you? Oh, about um that one woman?
1: No, Devil's Candy.
0: Oh, Devil's Candy. Uh no, but that I like I go between those two, uh, Boobaloo. It's Devil's Candy and a Pictures at the Revolution. But Pictures at a Revolution, I think you all no, I bought that myself. I, I just I really love to see that that year that like to me and this is definitely some person if this was on twitter would roll their eyes way in the back of their head the os- the biggest oscars both had uh 2000 2000- i mean had sevens oh never mind wait yeah had sevens in their name you had 2 uh 1967 and then you had 2000 2000- i mean 2007 where like two wait, what's up
1: with 2007
0: 2000 I mean it wasn't as big as a, a, a like, it wasn't such it wasn't a, a time you could write a book about but 2007 had in my opinion like the best like it was a true challenge because you had you know your there will be bloods and your no country oh, for I don't old remember men that. I also remember 2017
1: huh? I think was the moonlight was the moonlight debacle. Uh, debacle so, I mean, you might be on to something that the sevens are always, so are always the sevens. something going on. Um, mm-hmm. so, anyways, I guess we should probably get to the topic at this point. Um, cursing, s- cursing. So, we're, today we're talking about cursing, um, and in movies, and um, a lot of this stuff. I mean, you can kind of go back and listen to our censorship episode, um, which dives a little bit more into the history of this. I think this will be a little bit more of a free form conversation between Zach and I. Um, but
0: Which is what I you give... people really like, don't you?
1: Yes. Uh well comment below. Um but um
0: Oh by the way, it wasn't g- two thousand seven that was the year for the Oscars that I was talking about. It's two
1: thousand eight. Okay, so you're you're theory doesn't hold yeah, up at all it just ruined everything. um so 2000 or what are we talking swearing oh, yeah. so a little bit of history with the swearing um well okay <laughs> so i i did a little bit of research for this and what was so annoying about this research is there was two results that showed up for when you just type in like history of swearing in films and it like would go on for page and pages and pages of pages. One was the new show with Nicolas Cage about swearing, the history of swearing, and it was just the history of swearing in general, which is on Netflix. Um, and it's fine. Have you seen the show?
0: No. Um, All right. I know that one of the um, the side host was on a recent episode of Comedy Bang Bang. Wow. And uh, I think her name was London or something and I was not a fan she she was not what you didn't like her I did you listen to that episode yeah she was fine I I just she she just seemed excited excited I don't know she seemed more aggressive to her, and it, oh, it my didn't dil, seem, it didn't Zach. seem it didn't seem fun aggressive it just felt she like, didn't seem aggressive at all was
1: all it right. just because she was a woman
0: no it was not that I don't know. There's been several women and women of color on that show, but there. um, and I loved them I thought all. She was fine. I just, you know, I, I was not a fan of all her. Right. Um. Also, she kept. Uh, I feel like she kept uh, negating some of the yes ands that were going on.
1: Well, they were different kind of comedians. Okay. Well, I'm.
0: I'm happy she has a career. She doesn't seem like a jerk. So. Yes, she seemed nice.
1: Anyways. So there was that and then this is this is me calling out IndieWire Screen Rant uh all all there was even film school rejects all of these things had an, an article that came out in 2000 around 2016 about the history of swearing in film and they do this where a video essay comes out that gets very big and then film journals are like let's publish an article about this this film about this film um essay and just basically it's just a link to the film essay and us very briefly describing the essay uh sounds smart and then but what's annoying there's no video like the the person deleted the video so all of these all of these links leads, just talks about like this essay will teach you everything you need to know about film history or the, the, um, about, um, history of swearing in film. It'll teach you everything. All right, here it is. And then it's just no video. And I'm sure they linked to the same video because there was like all of these things. So anyways, I'm doing a service because I went through and tried to find as much history as possible. But most people, I think, would probably stop dead dead in their tracks and be like, "I guess you know the history of swearing in films is done." Um, so what uh,
0: it it has to definitely because you have to agree, Sam. You, you have to agree with me. You couldn't just randomly place. And by the way, there's going to be now a lot of swearing from this day forth. So people who have commented on swearing, avert your ears now. But you you, you didn't hear the the casual. Um, The casual thick in, say, a a John Hughes movie. Not John Hughes, the guy who's Howard Hughes. Whoa, what is going on? Are you falling down a case of stairs? No, sorry. I was just plugging in. Oh, yeah. Sam and I jack into the internet for this so we can...
1: Also, sorry, I have to go to the bathroom real quick.
0: Oh, my goodness, you... Do do I need to stop recording, or is this part of the episode? No, no, keep recording. No, 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 I Uh, just have to. Oh, if you want, I mean. Okay, okay. So, you know, Sam, a few episodes ago, complained and probably made fun of me when I went downstairs to get a copy from my father, who is, he he wants nothing else but to see his boy. So Sam is doing the exact same thing but just to go to the bathroom which by the way people he went to the bathroom right before this show. So I don't know what's going on with him. He's only 25 I think <laughs> or 24 and he's already got this you know the bladder of a 85 year old goat <laughs> who as we know have very 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 non-existing bladders. Anyway, I guess this is the Zachary Show 2.5. Um, and you know, I I I think cursing in a movie or show, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna save. Sorry, everybody. I need to save this for Sam because actually, I have strong opinions about cursing in films and in movies. See, whenever you hear me do that, where it's like mm, like movies or TV show. It's me trying not to say um or uh, because everybody, I had to edit a podcast the other day for work, and you do not believe how many times a person does ums or oohs. Okay, he's back.
1: Hopefully you're not mean to me. No, I, I was um, just stating
0: the obvious, that you have a small bladder, like an 85-year-old <laughs> goat.
1: I do have a small bladder. Uh I also had a lot of Mexican last night and I think that has oh, uh, screwed up my um explosive diarrhea. Balance. Yes. So wow. here's a little bit of so here's a little not really. So uh so that video um you guys should delete the article because it is very misleading especially for me trying to do research on this. Um also, so the movies, hey, so by the
0: you know what I just thought of real quick. Um, everybody continues continue to not be a fan of us, so we can just blast all the film articles and, and critics. Honestly, no. I want I want to do this because I I realize make, the moment we become be popular. I'm just saying, like the moment we become popular and get actual funding, that's when we have to start curtailing to all these. No, we don't. Okay, I'm just saying. I hope I hope you're right. I hope that th- when we ever I mean, we hit even what, a sense of popularity,
1: what who Howard Howard Sh- Howard Shore, the guy who wrote the him? music Howard Shore, no. to Lord of the Rings, Howard Stern, Howard Stern, <laughs> <laughs> Howard Stern, Howard Stern um, made his whole career off of blasting people, like that was what defined him, you know. So it's like I'm I'm gonna be authentic, no matter what. Okay. So let's mm-hmm. let's let's talk a little bit about swearing so there's a lot of places that there's a lot of people who have the right it seems to like the most swear words and it feels like now so many movies have come out that has now reached like the most F-bombs in a movie uh, but I, the title right now goes to um, Wolf on Wall Street that is now nice. has the most swears let me pull up the article if it still is up it is not up because i am um,
0: deleted out of it you know it's but it has uh, a lot of swear words you want to hear something morbid is um they <laughs> this actually is going to get really dark i just want to tell you for a joke um they um for old old people who are in their like 80s 90s and they want to you know they want to assist like, they want to pass on like peacefully is they'll take really really old frail old people who aren't used to swearing and they'll act they would actually they'll set up a viewing of Wolf of Wall Street and that's how they'll they'll pass on old people because they're <laughs> so disgusted by the language they're like okay Wait, everybody would
1: pass on old people
0: well I mean so you, you know how uh, old people are uh, b- uh, b- uh, sometimes more, um, susceptible to crude language or or sex, um, uh-huh. and like so much that they'll faint or die of it. Die of of ashamed, being ashamed. That's what they'll do. They'll set up a viewing of Wolf Wall Street as kind of a way to uh, ease into passing on.
1: Yeah, it's like in uh, Soylent Green. Whenever they have exactly, the, it's 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 the whenever, big well, let screen. me finish. What Zach? You oh. keep interrupting me. <sighs> All right, it's yeah. In 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 uh, Soylent Green, whenever they have the old people like watch a movie as they die, mm-hmm. the the new modern version of that is Wolf on Wall Street.
0: They'll just throw it on because they they don't expect it. They're like, "All okay, right, everybody, you're going to die of being uh, being ashamed <laughs> it. of it," and they're like, "Okay, I've seen World War Two, I can take it," and then. <laughs> The, that first scene where Leonardo is snorting cocaine. Like, wait a second. Is that a butthole? He's snorting cocaine out of... Oh, dear. Johnny, I'm awesome. coming. Ugh. All right. That's our first one who's dead. Who's next? I can take it. Holy smokes. It's Jonah Hill. <laughs> it's Jonah Hill smoking crack. Oh, no.
1: That's <laughs> also like the ending of... um. Mirror on the dying girl, where she watches that film <laughs> oh, as she dies. dies. <laughs> and it's, it's just, exact... I want actually, I want to like redo all of this stuff. It's like the people watching stuff as they die and just put Wolf on Wall Street on it. Uh... Anyways, talking about Jonah Hill, Jonah Hill is the person with the most f bombs in any movie. Did you know that, Zach? I did not know that. You know, that is, that's a fun fact. Yes, he has the most F bombs because of Wolf of Wall Street. I'm gonna tweet that right um, now. <laughs> um, but I also learned that off of the history of F of the swear words. Oh, um, then never
0: mind. I thought. Okay, yeah, I'm not don't do that. It.
1: Um, so swearing. If you listen to our censorship episode, we talked all about censorship, and there's this little thing called Haze Code. Um, which was established in 1934. Um, But before the Hayes Code, they had a list of don't and be carefuls, uh, which were pre-code, and it started in 1927, and it was just much more loose. Um, But essentially, here's some of the things. Um, So 1927, it says, no movies should have pointed profanity. By either title or lip. This includes the word God, Lord, Jesus, Christ, unless they be used reverently in connection with proper religious ceremonies. Hell, damn and they even have gud like the slang, I guess what? God. Wait, what? Gud like Oh, God, G-E-W-D, like... Gud. No, it's it's G-A-W-D. Oh, guad, I always wondered how to spell it. Gud Um. And continuing on, and every other profane and vulgar expression, however it may be spelled. Um, so you could say interesting... Buddha, right? Sure. What's also interesting is one of the lists is you can't have white slavery. <laughs>
0: oh, no. Um,
1: yeah, I mean, this, this well, was Black
0: slavery. Uh, yeah, it's fine.
1: Um yeah. So I mean there's a, there's a few other things. <laughs> no ridicule of the clergy. Uh, I mean here's a good one. No children's sex or- organs. That's oh. that's actually a good I mean, one. I guess yeah. Hey. Um so anyways, so yeah, I mean it, it, it like once the code started like there was no there was no swearing. You couldn't swear really until the iconic movie Gone with the Wind. Which has a line, frankly, my dear, I don't give a damn. Spoilers. And that um, actually received a fine for what in today's money is $85,000 for having that, for saying that, for saying, damn.
0: Oh, Um, smokes.
1: And from then on, it became that you couldn't, you still couldn't swear, but you could swear if you were reading it from a book. That was the... The evolution. <laughs> if you're le- reading it in literature, you could swear, but not uh, like the F word. Uh, it had to be. It had to be like damn or like we're talking about the bottom of the barrel swearing, of like using the Lord's name in vain, of like, like saying damn, of mm. stuff like that. And it wasn't until the '60s, really, that our idea of s- swearing naturally in movies came about. And it started actually in the UK, um, in the movie Ulysses, and <laughs> I actually like the name of this movie. <laughs> I'll never forget what's his name <laughs> is the title of the movie.
0: I'll never um, forget what's his name, that's the movie.
1: Yeah, but it's like slang is like his name. Like it's it's like it's not his name, it's his name. Uh anyways, this came out in 1967 and had the word fuck in it. And since then, I oh, mean... Oh, with Oliver
0: Reese and Orson Wills.
1: Yeah, and then since then, it's been spreading in America because of the war, like, war revolts using the, using fuck, when like, during their chants or their, their, not, yeah, their chants or whatever. And um, there's actually a Supreme Court ruling saying that you have the First Amendment right to swear, you know, um, and that kind of opened the floodgates in America Robert Altman in MASH uh, kind of kicked open the doors and that used a lot of profanity in 1970. Uh, Jack Nicholson in The Carnal Knowledge uh, said the word cunt in 1971. Um, and then The Exorcist like blew the door even wider. I mean, The Exorcist had a lot of profanity. Um, and that was in 72. Um. And now we're in a state where, I mean, for me, I'm kind of just numbed. Like, I don't, I mean, if, if someone swears in, like, My Little Pony or something like that, uh, <laughs> that's different. But, Full
0: circle. But, I love it.
1: But PG-13 movies, there's just so much leeway now with swearing. Like, The Martian, which came out four years ago or something, had, I think had um, several swear words in it, but it was fine because it wasn't used as to insinuate sex like now there's kind of there's so much more leniency with it like if you're saying because pg-13 movies you can only say one supposedly one f-word where as our movies you could say how many you want um and the most pg-13 movie with the most f-words is this movie called gunner palace Which is a documentary about the Iraq War, and that has forty-two F words in it. And the reason why is because uh, the the MPA said that if or MPAA said that if you are going to join the army, if you're old enough to join the army and you're interested in learning about the army, you should be able to, you know, see this stuff and like hear it. Um, since it was a documentary. So that's all I got for swear words. Um,
0: <sighs> my thing. Oh, the coffee's kicking in. My thing is this. Uh, a lot of swearing. Uh, swearing is used, as we all know, to emphasize or monetize or <laughs> intensify uh, your wow. your usage of a sentence. Quite the uh-huh. And uh, the thing that I... The reason why I don't I don't like to swear as much, or or put it in my movies when I'm writing, is I find swearing is an easy laugh or an easy tickle. So Michael Bay has not perfected, but has stumbled upon the true knowledge of explosions and car crashes and sexy women. Um, no matter what the story is, uh, somebody will watch it. A, a large, uh, you know, it's stimulating. It's a stimulus much like a coffee. It's like a drug. It, it, it does what it needs to do and it excites you. Uh, there's really no, you know, it, it will turn you on no matter what. It, it, you won't really know why, but it will turn you on. And I think that's the same thing with swear, <laughs> like a swear word. It will, it's like a boop. It, it hits you. It's like, who does it? Who? Well, I mean, it does. It's, it's obvious. I mean, obviously, uh, it has, because there are so many movies and so many comedies that will literally just go, What the fuck are you looking at? Or, like, well, fuck. And then, well, laughter abounds. The thing is... So many times I've been in, okay. like, a theater where they'll just, like, what the fuck? And then everybody be like... What are you <laughs> referring to? You know, just kind of dumb movies. Ha- the Hangover. Um... Are they laughing Get at the, the fact that they said that kind of? Stourge. Are they laugh, Are they laughing at the fact
1: they said "fuck" or are they laughing just because it was a funny delivery?
0: It, well, I mean, in a way, you don't have to be too good of a delivery if you even say like that word. It just kind of rolls off the tongue, and it makes it peppered. Like the delivery doesn't have to be even that good. You don't you don't even know if it is a good delivery because it's surrounded by a fuck. I mean, um that's I don't the thing really it, think so it, well I, I do I do think so because it it I know. has worked. It has which worked Which is
1: why we're which is undecided. why we're doing this. And there's uh, you're talking Okay. Yeah,
0: no, Go I ahead. don't wanna
1: I don't wanna interrupt you. Thank you. I think you're just talking about comedy, and I kind of get where you're coming from, but where I see it is what i don't like is when young writers just throw in a bunch of swear words don't call them just, young writers you we're we're of this including ilk. myself in, and okay. including myself throw in um uh swear words just to because they just like swearing because it's it, you know it's fun to like it it's it sh- but the thing is it's like if you're trying to write about a certain type of person, that type of person might swear a lot because that's just, I mean, a lot of my friends swear, a lot of people I know swear. It's just kind of a fact of life. So if you're trying to be authentic, it could seem just as um, odd. Like if you're watching movies from the 40s and things that are defined by the Hayes Code, you're kind of like, why is nobody swearing? Like, there's definitely a part of me that is like, no one has, like, people are dying around them. Like, you know, you would think that they would, someone would say a swear word. So there is, you know, you want to be as authentic to the person as possible. Like, for instance, I was, I learned that apparently Uncut Gems is a movie that has, like, one of the most swear words I didn't even really notice because I was like of course they're swearing why wouldn't they be swearing I don't think it's it's used as a way to be outrageous I think it's just used as a way of like these are characters that swear
0: Um no I I agree you know movies there I mean Curb your enthusiasm for a, a you know they swear a lot and it does seem uh, normal. It's just there I think there are some comedies, and maybe it's because the comedy themselves there isn't there isn't any jokes. That's the thing. It's just you're just the joke is there's a situation and you're swearing and that's what's funny. Yeah. And I've seen that in a lot of like cartoons. A lot of cartoons. A lot of indie cartoons like stuff that's it's not too profitable, but stuff on YouTube you'll see that has a lot of a lot of hits. But there's not really any punchlines. It's more just people. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe uh, you know there isn't any jokes to what we do. We just kind of yell at each other, and it's um, it's fascinating to people the the energy uh, that stimulates the brain. Just like oh, they're getting at each other. Oh, and they're swearing. Oh, this is I remember intriguing. I remember you
1: remember there Bosnia. was this one thing that we watched. When we were kids, it was like sticks. It was like stick figure cartoons, but of Star Wars.
0: Stick figures with cart Star Wars. What it oh. was a
1: stick. Fi- it was a cartoon, but it Darn was it. stick figures. But it was they I were don't... like making fun of Star Wars.
0: Oof! I do not remember okay. Star. I remember rejected cartoons. Anyways,
1: but... this stick figure thing. I remember it was like the first time that I saw swearing in a, in kind of like what you're referring to.
0: Oh, you know what? I know what you're talking about. In the sense that, like, they're these cartoons, and then, like, they're these. Like, it's a situation, and it's a cartoon or an animation, and they're just like. A guy is, like, sitting at a table eating a pear or something. And then his friend will come into the room and be like, hey, dude, what the fuck are you doing? That's that's funny. Maybe. Because but it's like, one, was... it's an animation. Two, this animation just said the F word. And that's yeah, funny. Yeah, so
1: that. I get how. I don't think that that's could funny. be. No, I mean, but when you're a kid, it's not even funny. It's just like... I didn't think it was funny raunchy. as a kid. I didn't think it was... I'm not... I'm saying I didn't think it was funny. I'm saying I, it is... You're watching something that you know is for adults. So there is definitely... It's not even that it's funny. I think part of it is that it's just... And I'm not saying that I this makes it better. I'm saying it's you're not part only of the problem. that it's... <laughs> Not I'm really. not doing I'm just saying I think it's not just the fact like for like youtube videos I'm like cartoon YouTube videos it was definitely like enticing to me as a kid because I didn't think it was funny. I was just like, oh, this is I shouldn't be watching this, you know
0: mm. um no it uh swearing of any kind it just didn't i mean. In a way, I, I feel like we were too safeguarded as children about these swearing things. And that's maybe why I, I don't swear as much. But um, like I said before, not to just pad this episode, but uh, I feel some swearing is just uh, easy. It's an easy out. Just like, how do I make this seem better? I can't think of anything creative. So I'll throw in a a, a f bomb or but you're mostly talking about comedies, right? Very much so because that's really all I okay. true I mean, when it comes to drama, yeah, if you're if you're in a situation a lot of the times and most, I would say 90%, maybe 80% of humans, eh, I'll drop it to 70, you know. I will give people are- the benefit of the, of the doubt. Uh, I say 70% of people in an intense situation will swear. Mm. hmm they'll be like ah what's this shit or ah that thick and i guess my theme, problem is you know, is stuff when like that.
1: it's it's not a comedy and but they have kids kids swearing because it oh, always seems that's like whenever sh- kids whenever kids are swearing you can tell that they don't normally swear and that they are just excited to like curse because it's just like, for, for instance, I mean, she wasn't a kid when she made it, but Zendaya in um, Euphoria, for some reason, she just seems so much like a kid. To, I know she's my age, and I guess I'm she still is? a kid. Yeah, she's actually younger than me, She, but we were both born in 96. Um, she, It just seems like she's a kid whenever she swears. Like, she's just like, fuck. Well, okay. Here's that's another thing. Maybe it's it's around such a explosive
0: f. Maybe it's like who I'm around. But I really didn't think people swore too much when I was in high school. And then when I saw a movie about high school, they're like the most (laughs) vulgar people ever. Well, just depends. They swear all the time. Well, I just uh, the people
1: in in Euphoria. I think it like what is like. When I, in high school, there was definitely a group of people that swore. But these were the type of people that were doing drugs and, like, doing stuff like that. In but even them euphoria, didn't swear it's like all the time. Everyone... No. I, I thought they did. Like, okay. there was this one time I was on the bus and, like, these people in the back were swearing. In middle school, were swearing the whole entire time. And I was, like, I thought it was so funny because I was, like, why are you saying fuck every, like, five seconds? I didn't get it. <clears throat> and I thought it was funny. Um, anyways, we're probably actually running out of time. Um,
0: uh, we got about three more minutes.
1: Well, do you have any final thoughts slash movies that you've seen this week?
0: Mm, I um, No, I really haven't uh, seen anything. I've been pretty busy with work, but uh, it's actually wrapping up, which is pretty cool. Isn't that pretty cool? I'm wrapping up work.
1: That is pretty cool. I watched um, a few things actually. Um, I watched Malcolm in Mari, which is the Mar, yeah Mari, which is the new Zendaya movie. You just love
0: Zendaya, um, don't you?
1: Well, I was, I didn't. It wasn't my choice, and we also didn't finish the movie because it was not good. Someone um, said that it's
0: their attempt at a John Cassavetti's movie. Like this is what people think. Yeah. John, like
1: actually, yeah. That's true.
0: Huh. Maybe yeah. I should rewatch yeah. it with a a thought of like, hey, this is but them even the trying poster to But
1: looks like John Cassavetes' movie. That's actually really interesting. That kind of makes a lot more sense. Um but I mean, Zendaya just looks like a child still to me, and she plays like a a much older man's wife, and it's just kind of strange. But I love the um, guy.
0: I love the guy. Uh, oh yeah denzel washington's son i think he's really good that's denzel washington's son yeah john davy washington yeah that's his son interesting all right
1: that's the show um
0: that was a good show. Sorry.
1: i am still not really feeling well oh but... oh fun sanity. fact
0: everybody um I'm only saying this because I don't think it will come back to me, but I am fully vaccinated. Isn't that grand?
1: And that's where we end the episode.